The Bedroom Producing Podcast, Season 1, Episode 7. Welcome to the Bedroom Producing Podcast. If you're a bedroom producer and you want to release tracks, perfect your workflow, or explore a new creative process, then this is the podcast for you. This week's guest is bedroom producer Koi Sum out of Chicago, Illinois. We will discuss meeting other producers on SoundCloud and making a set list of those acquaintances, producing atmospheric music, and also producing a lo-fi sound. Koi Sum, welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for coming on, man. So excited to be here. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great to have you here. So, um, before we get into talking about all the nuts and bolts of your creative process, can you give me just a quick synopsis of kind of what your musical background is and how you got started as a bedroom producer? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, basically, before I even like started producing like any music, I have a couple friends that were like really good at like guitar and like drums and they were doing like a little band kind of thing. And I got like really interested. So I was like, hey, let me try and like play some bass guitar. Like I really want to play, I want to do something with music. Like for some reason, I was like, this is so cool. I want to play bass. So I started picking up bass and I learned bass for a little while. And I was like, all right, that's cool. That's cool. And then one day I like randomly saw a YouTube video. I forget exactly who it was, but it was somebody like making like music in like Ableton or some other DAW. And I was like, what? Like, this is the coolest thing. I want to learn how to do this. Yeah. So I saved up, I got a laptop, I got Ableton. And since then I just like basically was all in for like the next like five years until I am here now, like all in, I taught myself. And then obviously we did like point blank together and so yeah yeah Yeah. that's basically how it started and yeah did you take a lot of classes at point blank just the uh just the ones that we were a part of the like composition classes yeah composition like the mixing one um just like the super basic ones yeah those are great ones but honestly that was like super helpful for me yeah big time big time no i love it man what a great story just like i want to jump in and dive into this yes i don't know so is ableton live your main daw now yeah yeah i mean i've messed around in like logic and and fl um actually my first one was cubase (laughs) yeah it came with my uh my steinberg the ur22 it came with my interface (laughs) my first one was cubase (laughs) hey whatever it takes i you know i think that some people make some great tracks in cubase so yeah i couldn't do it i couldn't do it ableton yeah I, I've never played around in Cubase, so yeah, I, I love Ableton as well. I've, I've played with Logic and Ableton. Um, I find Ableton just a little bit easier personally. Yeah. Uh-huh. Although I do think Logic has a few features that Ableton might not once you really get deep into it. Hmm. But either way, I think you can do. I think you can do great things on on any DAW as long as you're comfortable with it. As That's long as you know your tools. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know it, man. So. Um, well, you got excited about this from a YouTube video, but do you have any like favorite artists or anybody who's inspired you? Favorite artists. This is tough. Hmm. Favorite artists. This is maybe like it didn't inspire me as much, but like they're just like artists that I listened to like growing up, like yeah, like Cascade and like Tiesto and like old like Dead Mouse and I love and all that stuff. Basically, yes. like Armin Van Buren. Um, 
and like a lot of like old school like trance kind of like artists yeah um and like early like in the like early 2000s like dance factory like i would always because my brother i have an older brother he's like five years older than me yeah so he was always listening to all this stuff and i'm just like it, like absorbing everything that he's listening to and i was like oh my god this is amazing like all this electronic music like and so basically <laughs> all great. that is like all that i would listen to i had this like little mp3 when i was younger and i would just load it up with all this stuff from my brother's computer and like his cds and basically that was like that's like a lot of inspiration because like when i first started producing i would make like uh I really wanted to make like house music and, and stuff like that. So that was like my main stuff with like my first yeah. alias. So I guess that's like the main inspiration was like all those like old school, like trance artists and like kind of like housey stuff. Like um, uh, what's his name? Like laid back Luke. Um, mm-hmm. There was uh, yeah. There's another one on dance factory. He's not like an artist, but he was like a DJ um, just like DJs on basically dance factory i would listen to that would make me like super hyped <laughs> when I was yeah <laughs> yeah no i love that stuff yeah huge cascade yeah. fan huge dead mouse fan yeah tiesto but but nowadays yeah honestly nowadays though yeah i have like a lot of inspiration from like more of the like underground scene in like soundcloud yeah I'm, tell like, me about su- that super into that because there's so many just like unknown like or not like super well-known artists yeah. on soundcloud that just make such crazy good music like um there's one song in particular that i've been listening to like non-stop recently it's this artist called um and i i think i'm saying it right I, they're from sweden they're called grin grin parrot grin parrot i think i'm saying it right okay but oh my god there's this one song that i just like can't stop listening to hold on what's it called i have it pulled up right here. it's called i forgive so good y'all need to listen to this song so good. okay that's huge inspiration because it's like so like fun and just like bouncy and just like you just have to listen to it to like really know what i'm talking about yeah that's a good tune and then honestly some other artists that really inspire me are because i have i'm in this like discord server um it's for a label called in extremis and it's like the i think the founder he's from spain um his name is not you uh he's also on soundcloud <laughs> it's a great name isn't it? It. who are you listening to but yeah he, he has like this label it's called in extremis and one of my really close friends that also lived in chicago that we start we started producing together he's like got me like into all their music and they're a huge inspiration, just like all the tracks that they've been releasing lately. Um, just so amazing. Like the artists they have on their label are just so awesome and really, really just so like talented, like so good to listen to, like really just overall awesome community for an extremist. I, I love it. Well, I love that because, you know, one of the things before we started recording here, you and I were talking for a minute and you mentioned that you wouldn't mind doing a live set at some point with people that you've kind of met or, or, you know, just tracks from people from SoundCloud that you've discovered. I just think that that's such a cool idea. Uh, You know, and the music would be just so fresh to a lot of people because it's, it's indie artists. A lot of them are just less discovered stuff. That's such a cool idea. I love it. That's like, 
that's something that I'm like slowly working on. I like anytime some of my favorite artists on SoundCloud are like, oh, you got a free download link? I'm taking it. I'm taking it. It's going in the folder and we're making a playlist. Like, wow, <laughs> I love so it. Good. <laughs> I love it. No, that's such a cool idea, man. And a lot of people on SoundCloud, they're probably, you know, you can direct message them. So, you know, they're probably pretty approachable. You probably can get to actually talk to some of those artists or maybe even like collaborate yeah. with them sometime down the road if you wanted to. Yeah, for sure. I, I think mean, it's awesome, that's, man. That's the beauty of SoundCloud. Yeah. Well, so tell me a little bit about your music. How would you describe the kind of music that you're making? Recently, I don't know. I recently really started enjoying like kind of thinking about a track as a whole, like more of as like a like a whole like atmosphere, like a whole like scene, like a not just like a song like that you listen to. It's like a like an ambience. Like I really like to try and use like more like ambient sounds and like atmospheric sounds like Love like that. nature sounds and and just like textury like foley sounds and stuff like that um so for me that's like stuff that i always try and include because it kind of helps you like tell more of a story and like it really puts like people in like a setting um so that's yeah. like one thing i've been trying to do um like in a recent track that i just like finished um, I'm using like a bunch of like eight bit like sounds and like kind of like old school like Game Boy or like just like old timey like game sounds that are like really yeah. fun. Yeah. And I'm using like these like Foley sounds of like cassette tapes like starting and just like it, the intro sound is like uh, it sounds like an old video game console like starting up and it's like really it's just like a whole like vibe that the track is like set in. So Super that's like, cool. yeah. yeah, that's like something that I've been trying to do and just like make it like an experience, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you know, a lot of the best producers that I talk to, they really do put an emphasis on mood. They put an emphasis on vibe. And I think that that's really important that as, as a bedroom producer, someone that works on the computer a lot of the time is injecting that that organic vibe or atmosphere into the music and i think if you can bring that in your tracks are going to be much more lively so i think that's a really good point that's, that you bring up man that's what i'm saying i've been yeah. i love it it's just like makes it so much more fun too because you can it opens it up to like anything you can throw anything in there like any sound you want and that's like that's just like one of the best things about producing you can just basically do whatever you want so yeah open audio canvas for you to explore well well t talk to me a little bit about like some of the foundational elements that you would use when you're starting to put something together and how you might mm -hmm. take some of these sounds and start to develop your idea okay so usually i either start with like i'll like either start with some drums and depending on the vibe of the drums, I'll lay down like a, just like a really like simple, like bass, like atmospheric, like Reese bass. And I'll start like throwing in just like sounds. Like I'll try and imagine like, what, what am I going for here? Like, am I, is it supposed to be like a dark, like city? Is it supposed to be like some Blade Runner vibes? Or is it supposed to be like, are we in a forest and like, we're like exploring a forest or something like that. And it's like you're like walking down like a lane of a forest and you're it's about to open up into like this giant like festival like type scene and like 
you I know, it just, it just really kind of depends on the, the kind of like mood you want for the track. It's supposed to be like darker and like more like mysterious or it's supposed to be like happy and like upbeat and like you want to like move and stuff, you know, like, so that's like one thing I would think about when I start like laying stuff down for like a vibe is like, what, what am I thinking of in my head? Like, what kind of scene am I imagining myself in like right now in this moment? Like, how do I feel right now? I so, love that. That's I like love what, that. Yeah, yes. that's kind of what I would like think about when yeah. I start laying stuff down. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. That I think that visualization is really important. Uh, that's another theme I hear people talking about a lot yeah. is the ability to kind of visualize and think about, you know, what what scene am I putting myself into with the music? Um, yeah, I mean that's like that's like half the fun, honestly, because it, it it lets you be like so so much more imaginative in like a different way rather than just like, you know, looking at your DAW screen and just like listening to whatever you're putting in there. Like, sure, that's like maybe 90% of it, but like kind of make it more fun and like think about like a visual aspect too. Cause it kind of helps you like create the artwork for later too anyways. So it's like, yeah, like it's a win-win. It's a win-win. Yeah. That's great, man. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any, do you have any tips for uh, creating artwork for your projects? Do you have any, go-tos have you collaborated or recruited anybody or so i always make my own artworks and cool to be honest this is what i do for for my artworks like i'll go back to like what we were just talking about like i'm thinking about the scene in my head whatever scene i'm thinking of for the track i'll kind of try and like think of like different like parts of that scene that I can put in the artwork. So like for one of my tracks, um, it's called Can You Tell? And I like started off, it's like ambient, there's like a a little bit of rain and it's just supposed to be like more moody and like rainy and kind of like atmosphere, like kind of like a mellow like vibe where it's like a rainy day, you know, and you kind of just want to stay inside and just chill. Yeah. So the artwork, I found like this, it kind of, I don't even really know what it is like totally but it looks like as if you're looking out a window and there's just like rain just like pouring like raindrops on the window and so i took that picture and i just like basically there's this app on um on my phone on like iphone i'm pretty sure it's on android too it's called pixart pixart and yeah that's like one app that i use a lot and cool pretty much just like size that picture you know to a cover art size and I'll like drag it into Pixar and I'll just start messing around like with different filters and like making things like glitchy and like weird looking or and then I'll sometimes I'll bring it into Photoshop. And usually when I bring it into Photoshop is when I like start adding like like the text, like the name and everything and maybe like yeah. framing things a little bit. But yeah, but that's basically basically all I would do is yeah. I'll just take take whatever I think would fit the track. And just like make that into the cover art and just mess around in like PixArt and Photoshop until I get something I like. Yeah, that's such a great tip. I love that. PixArt. Gotta check that out, man. It's a good, it's free. It's free. I love that. I'd love it. So let's talk a little bit about sampling and keep in mind the obligatory disclaimer. We're not lawyers when it comes to this. Do you have some favorite resources for samples? Mm, so I, I started off with a splice account. So I have a lot of splice samples, which honestly, yeah. if you don't use splice, I don't know what you're doing. Cause it's like pretty cheap and you get so many awesome samples. Um, but I have also bought a lot of like, um, a lot of cymatics, like sample packs, mainly 
for the drums because the drums are just like cinematics drums are amazing let's be real here <laughs> they're so good awesome. um but i do also like to try and go like sample hunting sometimes mm-hmm. where i don't know if you ever do this but i'll like go on youtube and i'll like look up uh I like to look up like breakbeat like mixes, like old school like breakbeat mixes. And you can find a lot of like just like really cool like breakbeat loops that you can like chop up and like you can like take out like individual hits. Like you find some really nice snares in there sometimes. Um, just like for the drums mainly. And sometimes you can also find like those cool like uh those like old school like uh vocal samples where it's like where it's like and the drum beat go like this. <laughs> what i mean like it's like, like old school it. like samples yeah um yeah. so like other than that i mainly just use splice yeah yeah splice splice sounds like a great resource i haven't really used that uh much for a while i gotta go see what's new over there i started using it when it first came out yeah i mean that's that's mainly main thing i use other than like other than the cymatics for my drums but yeah, I try not to use too many samples though, because um I don't know, I like to try and like like play my own like chords or like try and write my own like chords for the most part. Like you can st- I like to start with a sample sometimes, but um I like to try and like build the chords around the sample and then kind of make it more my own. And then you can just do like a little bit of sound design with the chords that you now have based off of like a sample and it becomes a little bit more like yours you know yeah 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 that's a great idea man that's a great technique i love it you talk to me a little bit about uh what are some of your thoughts on producing like a good mix good mix good mix so this is like probably one thing that like i overdid a lot (laughs) when i like first started um i would like probably like overdo it like overthink everything and um honestly for a good mix my best tip is just keep it as simple as you can in the beginning. Get your like base layers down and just, you know, do a little bit of EQ. Make sure everything's like properly EQ'd. Very simple. Don't do anything too crazy. You don't have to do a, you know, high, you don't have to boost anything by like 10 dB for like no reason, you know, like if you have to do that, it's probably not the right sound. But like for a good mix, just make sure you're picking like sounds that like complement each other. And they they fit, they all fit in their own space. Like you don't need like five different hi-hats stacked on top of each other, like playing all at the same time. You know what I mean? Like just pick one good hi-hat, you know? Like Yeah. Yeah. I think it can can be easy to get carried away with layering sometimes. Uh it's so accessible now. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many samples to like choose from too, like endless samples, but yeah, I would say just like try and keep it like as simple as possible. Pick like sounds that complement each other. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, try not to try not to worry too much about like like for example, like uh how do you call it? The loudness. The loudness. Try not to really worry about the loudness as much like during the mix process. I mean, you can like obviously like make it as loud as you want, but this is one of my favorite things that I've been using recently is um if you don't already use like soft clippers you should totally use soft clippers because clippers are your friend yes that is one thing that helps me so much in mixing is clippers that's just like 
So if you're using like the saturator in Ableton, for instance, and you put the soft clip on it, or um, I think maybe the, some yeah. of the compressors have like a soft clip. Yeah, or like I use uh, I use a free one called G Clip, and I would like throw it like for example on uh, my drum bus, like like for a snare, for example. Like everything else would be like more or less like kind of like even as far as like peaking goes. Um, but like the snare could be like super up there and I'll use G clip. I'll just like bring, bring down the clipper a little bit until it's all even. And usually it doesn't really even affect the sound of the snare that much. Like, sure. You might lose a little bit of dynamics, but like. She get maybe a little bit of like kind of a distortion, like a little subtle distortion with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It like mm-hmm. makes it like a little crunchier. Like it's yeah, like nice. Yeah. It gives the drums a little bite and, and. I also do a little bit of G clip like on my uh, on my mastering chain. So you just like clip everything a little bit on the mastering chain right before the limiter. And then you can push the the, the limiter a little bit more because there's not these crazy peaks making it like, yeah, you know, limit super hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've noticed one of the things I've noticed about this, the style, at least some of the tracks you you write definitely have kind of like a lo-fi sound to them. And that definitely makes a lot of sense with that sound to me. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah, kind of. What are some of the uh, other other kinds of elements you like to create for that kind of a sound or that kind of a feel? Mm, well, for that, I mean, honestly, the main thing is like, you can use like, like actual like record, like Foley recordings of like tape just like tape noise or like even like vinyl crackles i mean this is just like stuff that you can find basically anywhere and you can resample it there's probably samples on splice that you can get of this yeah um and then i don't know i like to like do like a little bit like roll rolling off the highs a little bit up to like maybe like I don't know, like 16, like kilohertz or like 16 and a half, you know, cause like on like vinyl and like older records like that, it kind of sounds a little bit like more like, you know, it's, it's just warmer that way. So like, yeah, you take away a little bit of the like high, like crystalliness of like the digital world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So, um, that's I like that you mentioned when you're developing a lo-fi sound, you like to use samples of tape noise or samples of vinyl. So you don't use a plugin to generate those effects. You actually layer in samples to kind of create some of that that noise effect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really um, I don't really use that many like plugins, like synth plugins and stuff like that. I do use them like sometimes, um, but for like that kind of stuff, I definitely like mainly use samples just because I feel like it, there's like, it's just a lot more easy to manipulate them and like make them like sound exactly how you want. And it kind of goes back to like the atmosphere and like the ambience. You can like, just like really like layer everything and make it a giant, like perfect, like sandwich of sounds to like make one like awesome, like just like a sound sandwich, I guess. <laughs> I love I yeah. love it. Like I love giant. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Make the sound sandwich. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> well, so for bass, do you like to use samples for bass or do you have like a synth that you like to use? Favorite synth? So for 
space, it really depends. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple of like presets that I've made um, in Ableton. One of them is with operator. It's just like a sine wave that I've processed a little bit. And that's like, just like a really solid, like just basically just sub. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else to it. Mm-hmm. It's just a sub layer. Get that weight um, in the track. Yeah. And mm-hmm. other than that, I have a, uh, I made like a little like instrument rack out of, uh, it's called seamless sub. It's a virtual riot sample called seamless sub. And it's, it's like, kind of sounds like Reese in a way. And I just put it into the Ableton sampler. I processed it a little bit and I made it, you know, how you can do like the little loop mode in the sampler. So I made it into like a little loop and I just did like a little bit of glide on it. Um, so those are like my main ones that I use either that, or I like to use, uh, like 808, just 808 samples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like, that's like my main stuff for like bass. Yeah. Love it. Love it, man. So have you ever uh, done a release for your music? Um, yeah. I mean, just recently uh, I do, I do, um, do a release through distro kid now mm-hmm. where I release everything through distro kid. So that was like my first time ever doing it for my most latest release. And it's just like, I'm super excited about it personally, because now, now, you can find my music anywhere. It's not just on SoundCloud. It's on Spotify. It's on YouTube. It's on Apple Music. It's just like basically everywhere. And you can Shazam it now. Shazam will pick up your music. It's That's just like so awesome. So like if somebody's like, oh my God, how can I find this song? What is this song? And I'm, they just can pull up Shazam now and it'll show it to them. Like That's so cool. It's just like, yeah, you know, like makes it like more accessible to everyone to like listen to. yeah yeah that's incredible and that's great isn't it yeah and i think that's important though because like not everyone know either not everyone knows what soundcloud is first of all and not everyone loves soundcloud so absolutely you gotta you gotta make it accessible for everyone i'm a spotify person myself yeah there you go yeah well you've even explored audius a little bit haven't you a little bit yeah a little yeah. bit that, that one's still kind of new to me but it's I mean, it's really cool. It's like a really, uh, really cool platform. And it seems like a lot of people are using it. Um, a lot of the artists that I follow are using it. And it's a really cool way to like get your music onto like some like bigger like playlists, for example. Um, just recently, one of my tracks um, got onto a playlist that's like that was like trending on Audius. Um, so that was like really cool. So it's like a cool way to like, just That's like great. a find new music and B like get your music out there and like heard more. Cause it's like, it's still like a fairly new thing I feel like, but, um, yeah, yeah, I like it. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It's kind of like SoundCloud in a lot of ways and kind of different. I don't know the details to be honest, cause I don't use it that much, but it is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. And you can earn like, uh, like um, these like audius, like you get like certain like tiers. There's like a bronze, a silver, and like a gold tier. Yeah. Um, you get the audius, the audius crypto token doing yeah, that, right? That, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 So I think that's really interesting. That's like, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's, how, that's, like how, that's, how, it pay, that's how it pays you, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. 
pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Audio is an interesting one. That's one to watch for sure. So, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to get into it. <laughs> yeah. Was it was it pretty easy to upload everything on there though? Oh yeah. I mean, it's basically just like SoundCloud. You yeah. cover art. You you know that's the file of the master, and you just type in your you know the track name. You put some tags, a description. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. Away you go. Love it. Super cool. Hey man, I've got just a couple more uh, questions I want to ask you before we wrap up here. Yeah. Um, one thing I love to ask people is imagine that you've been writing something and you're working on it for a while and you kind of get a main idea down, but maybe it's like eight or 16 bars or something, but then you kind of start to get stumped or stuck a little bit. Where do you like to go from there? The classic, the, cl- mm-hmm. the classic loop. That's the loop. So it really depends. It really depends on what I've got like going on already. So usually, if I just have like a a solid loop that I'm like happy with, and I'm just sitting there like replaying it, I'm like, okay, we need to stop, stop just looping it, and I'll just start copying and pasting it into like a mini like arrangement, and pretty much just like taking things away from like the beginning uh, to make like more of like an intro part. And like, just kind of like, like in Ableton, you can do like the little markers. So I'll start like doing little markers by like 16 bars, for example, like this is going to be the intro, this is going to be a build section, this is going to be the drop. And then I'll start taking things out or leaving things in depending on what, what section it is. So like for the, for the intro, maybe there's no drums and it's just like the atmospheric stuff that just like teases what's going to be in the drop, you know? So that's like one thing that I do, or, or I'll save a copy of the, the, you know, the project and I'll just keep what I like and whatever I don't like, I just start making something new. I just try and keep moving. You know what I mean? Just like, try not to be like stagnant and just like keep things moving because otherwise you're just going to get stuck and you're going to get sick of it and it's game over. Like, (laughs) yeah, that's such a great point. That's such a great point. Just keep moving, make something. Yeah. And if it's not working, just uh, hit undo or try something different. Yeah. That's why I save a copy. Yeah. I have so many like V1, V2, V3, V4, yeah. like so many. Yeah. No, that's a great tip. That's a great way to stay organized too, because if you really mess something up, you can go back to a different save, right? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great point, man. That's a great point. Um, What about, uh, do you have any favorite books or YouTube channels or anything that you might recommend for the listeners? Hmm. Okay. So I'm not really a book reader, to be honest. I don't really read too many books, but I watch a lot of YouTube. Mm-hmm. And one person that really helped me a lot, which I'm sure most people know, um, like Sadowick, Sadowick Productions on YouTube He's really great. He, if you're into like techno and like house and like trance stuff, he has like videos, like super beginner videos. He has more like in-depth videos where he makes like full on tracks and you can see his process, like step by step what he does. And he, he like talks about like most of the steps that he's taking too. That's one that really helped me when I was starting out. Um, another fun one, oversampled. Peter from Oversampled, such a good one. I love his channel. He has really, really awesome tips, like sound design tips, mixing tips. That's like a great one that I love. 
I don't know. I think those are like the main, the two. Those main are the main ones. ones? Those yeah. are, that's Okay, cool. Those are great. I've never, I've never listened to either of those. So I will look forward to checking them out for super sure. Super awesome. Yeah. yeah. Especially oversampled with like, these like super awesome, like modern techniques for making like trap and like future based stuff. So if you're into that kind of music, that's, that's a really, really good channel to get into. Cool. So man, I'll check them out. How about, um, if you're talking to someone who was maybe just starting out in making electronic music or being a bedroom producer, what advice might you give them? I would recommend, you know, it's like, it's like all good to like mess around and try different DAWs. Like, but in the end, I recommend you just choose one that you like the most and just stick with that one. Just say, this is the one I'm using and I'm going to stick with this one. Because in the end, it's gonna you're gonna thank yourself in the long run that you stuck with one like DAW, like digital audio workstation, and you learned the tools that that one has to offer. Because once you learn the tools in one single DAW, you'll be able to make whatever you want. Like you're just gonna save so much time, and you're be- gonna become a better producer a lot quicker that way instead of just bouncing around like different DAWs and like oh well I can use this one for this and this one for that and this one for that. I say just pick one and stick with it. Um, another tip is like when you're really starting out is use like reference tracks. Even when you're not starting out, using a reference track mm-hmm. just to kind of like literally drag it into your DAW and you can like analyze like what are the pros doing? What, how is the arrangement in this track? Why does the arrangement work? How does it work? You know, like what sounds are being used? Like how do the drums sound? Like what are the drum patterns? 100%. You can learn so much that way. So true. And then final tip that I would say is, yeah, the final tip. If you're just starting out, just watch all the, like, all the YouTube tutorials. Like find, a, find something that you're struggling with. You write it down. You look it up. How do I do this? Open up your DAW and you, you literally follow along with the YouTube tutorial. Like you can watch it at first, but like if you like watch it and do it, that's how you that's how you're going to learn it the best like you just got to do it you got to actually do it like that is you can't just you can't just watch it and be like oh well now i should know like now i'll just remember it for later if you do it right away you're gonna learn it like so much better that is such a simple but amazing tip that you just gave and it's free because how yeah right how often do you pull up something on youtube and watch it but then never get around to going and doing it uh, yeah, and then you, know, you go down the rabbit rabbit hole of YouTube and you forget about it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You will, you will, exactly. Well, that's well, that's my final tip for for that. <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. That's a fantastic tip. Well, hey, man, thanks so much for making the time to chat with me yes. today. Where can people find your music or find you online? So you can find me. I'm mainly on SoundCloud, but like I said, I just like put all my music on. Uh, on Spotify, on YouTube, Audius, Apple Music, basically any like major like streaming service you can you can find me. And then here I'll I'll type in my uh my name in the chat here. Koisum K-O-I-S-U-M. Yeah, there it is. Perfect. So you can find me anywhere now. Perfect. Koisum, thanks so much for being here today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was so good to talk to you. It was really fun. So I don't know about the rest of you, but after having this conversation with Koi Sam, 
I can't wait to go find some samples and play with them and mangle them and start just throwing a bunch of plugins on them and experimenting. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast as much as I did making it today. If you did, please subscribe to it. Also, check out the website bedroomproducing.com for show links and different plugins and things that we talked about in the show. If you want to get in touch, hit me up on Twitter at producer chip. Until next time, my name is Chip, and this is the Bedroom Producing Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Bedroom Producing Podcast. For more content like this, visit bedroomproducing.com.